Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. We go on to hear what God wants to say today. We would like to worship Him with our substance. And before I do that, I'd like to read the scripture. This is one of the favorite scripture in the Bible that I always think about and always meditate on. In the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. You can notice that God spoke to Abraham. We need to learn how to listen to God. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken to him. A lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. God honored this man named Abraham or Abram because he was a man of faith. God looked into the world and looked for people who have faith. And Abraham really listened to God. He was led by God, and he obeyed God. When God told him to sacrifice his son Isaac on the mountain, he obeyed right away. So if you want to walk with God in the blessing of God, you need to listen to God's voice, study the Bible, and learn how to obey him. And when you obey him, you shall be blessed. I want to emphasize, you heard the word, the blessing of Adam. When God created Adam and Eve, he spoke to Adam and Eve, I bless you. And then Adam lost the blessing because of rebellion. And now he picked up another man named Abraham, and he said, I bless you. The blessing of God is the original plan for mankind. And Abraham took the blessing, and the blessing moved into Isaac, Jacob, and his offsprings later on. We are the children of Abraham by faith. That's what the Bible says in the book of Galatians. So we are his children. We have the right to receive the blessing. But the key is this. I make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. When God talks about blessing us, it doesn't mean that we are covetous, we are money lovers, or we are materialistic, and we want the blessing to myself, and I want to be rich to boast that I have a lot of money in the bank. No. God wants to bless us so that, listen carefully, we can be a blessing to other people. That's the key. God wants to give us education, job money, success, so that we can bless other people. 
if you make that decision, I want to be a blessing to the nations. I want to be a blessing to people around me. What can I do to bless you? What I can do to go out of my way to help you, to be a strength to you, to be a help to you. Definitely, when you drive to somewhere to help people, you need to put the gas in. You need to pay for the gas. It means you need to have leftover money besides going to school and going to work. But you have leftover money to be able to help other people. Settle in your mind that I want to be a blessing to other people. Amen. That's one of the reasons I travel all over the world. Pastor Da is in Minnesota right now to go bless people in Minnesota. She is willing to go out of her way to go and bless people Amen. because we want to be a blessing. And when you make that decision, God will flow in the blessing into you by faith. Living a life to bless other people is the most fulfilling things in your life. Selfish people are miserable. Self-centered people are miserable people. But when you start to live for others and live for God, you are happy. Because that's how God created us to be. Amen? So when you give today, remember this. You give so that you can be a blessing to other people. Because the church can reach out to more people. We can do more mission. We can touch many lives around the world. Thank God that God opened the door for us to go to Switzerland, to Germany, to Thailand, to other states. And many lives have been touched because of our church. We put teaching in the YouTube, and so many people are blessed because we want to see the world blessed by our church. And definitely, all these things we need to spend money to do it. Buy the airplane ticket. Every time I fly to another land for mission, I have to give up my income because I'm self-employed. So every time I leave town, it means I lost a lot of money. Because as a doctor, I can make money five days a week. I see patients, send bill, I can get money. But I'm happy to lose it for the blessing, to be a blessing to other people. Amen? So let's make that decision, I'm going to be a blessing to others. Amen? Everyone say, the blessing of Abraham is upon me. Take over me by faith. But it doesn't stop there. <laughs> I want to be a blessing to the nation. Amen? Let's give to the Lord together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your truth. We know, Father, that your people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Therefore, we need to receive the revelation of the knowledge of God. Father, I pray that this teaching will not be just some truth that go into our brain and leave. But it will be a light that shines into our heart and ignite our faith so that we can hook up with you, we can have intimacy with you, and we can trust you and believe in what you say in the scriptures, Father. We thank you so much, Lord. We know, Lord, we overcome problems in this world by faith. Therefore, may your Holy Spirit impart the faith of God the faith that created the heavens of the, and the earth by just spoken words. We want to have more faith in you, Lord. More faith in what you say. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
I will continue to teach about the five mandates for the end time church. In fact, God gave me this message in early January. At that time, I was touched by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit touched me, filled me, and was drunk in the Holy Spirit for an hour. During that awesome time, the Lord spoke to me five things that He wanted me to share with the body of Christ and with our church. And we already talked about three mandates. And I'm in the middle of the fourth mandate. The first mandate that he tells us the Christians in the end time is that he wants us to love his church and to be a part of the local church. He knows that our Christian walk will never progress if we are not committing ourselves to a good local church. He knows that there are evil spirits out there that want to destroy our life, we are in the spiritual warfare. Therefore, to be alone out there without being in a part of the family or the local church is very dangerous. We need to be in a very good church and participate in a good church and help one another to build a good church so that we can preach the gospel together and build a kingdom together. That is the first thing, the first mandate. Every believer should be a part of a local church. Number two, we learned that in the end time like this, we need to make a decision to live a holy life. Holiness. Righteousness is the position. Even though I still, still eat rice and eat some buntit nương and fur because I came from Asia. But by position, I am an American citizen. So, Righteousness is our position as a believer that we are righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. He took our sin away and He put righteousness on us. We are righteous. But holiness is different. Holiness is a lifestyle. It's the attitude. It's the way we live. God is holy and He wants us to be holy. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back to meet the bride that wear the white linen. White linen is the act of righteousness or the holy life of the believers. He's not coming back to the church that play game with sin, commit adultery with Satan and with the world system. He wants his people to fall in love with him and have a committing heart toward him and say, I'm going to live a holy life. You can go back to listen to the previous teaching. I'm not going to go in detail. Number three he said, I want my people to grow up and stop being a baby. Stop being an immature Christian. He wants us to be mature, to become more like Christ. And in the last session that I taught is the fourth mandate. And I just touched a little bit about the fourth mandate a few weeks ago. Is that His will, the Father's will, is that He wants His people to be prosperous, successful, Victorious, effective, and fruitful. It's the Father's will for His children to be the salt and the light of the world. If you hear the message that God wants Christians to be poor, to be weak and sick, that is not from heaven. That is from hell. God wants us to be strong, to be fruitful, victorious, and successful in life, in everything we do. 
God wants us to be the head, not the tail. God wants us to be the up, to be above, not beneath. He wants us to be blessed so that we can be the blessing to the nation. I will read many scriptures to show you that it's the will of God for us to be a victorious person or to be a victor, not a victim. So we look in the scripture, not pass aloud idea, not my own culture, or not what I learned from the medical school, but I learned from the Bible. Let's continue to read from Romans chapter 8, verse 37. So I will read scripture and explain a little bit and continue to read scripture and let the scripture talk to you. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The Bible says that he wants us to be victors or to be victorious people. He wants us to have victory in our marriage life, parenting, jobs, professions, study, education, everywhere we go. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. This victory doesn't come to us because we are great people, because we are smart people. But victory came through Jesus Christ. Therefore, everywhere we go, we need to see ourselves as a victorious person. Amen? All the things that I'm going to talk to you today related to faith. You must have faith in what God says. And faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. So, you don't see yourself as a defeated one. You don't see yourself as a foolish person. You see yourself as a soldier, as a person who is victorious. Everything you touch will be successful. Whatever you do, God gives you victory in what you do. Amen? So, we need to have that mindset. We need to have that faith that I am a child of a good God. And He gives me victory. Please, don't see yourself as a very defeated person. I remember when I was working at the veteran hospital many years ago. And I walked in to see many veterans, patients. And definitely at that time, my English was not very good because I just came to America only two years. I spoke with very bad accent, very poor English language. I improved a lot, but still have some problem because I did not grow up here. But I remember that many veterans in the hospital look at me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. They looked down on me. They thought that I was one of the Viet Congs, one of the communist Vietnam soldiers or something. <laughs> they went to Vietnam War. So they gave me a hard time as an Asian speaking with accent and look like their previous enemy in Vietnam. So I really had a hard time treating this patient because they looked down on me. But the Lord kept speaking to me, you are not a defeated fool. You are the victorious person. So no matter what they look at me, I don't care. I walk in to see all these patients and still smile. And my chest still up and say, I'm a child of God. It doesn't matter what you think about me. It matters what God thinks about me. You, you think that I'm just an Asian, speaking with accent, but I am a child of God. Amen. And I have the ability to operate on you, cut the tumor out of your brain. I am a child of God. I see myself as a victorious soldier of God. Amen? So you need to see yourself that way. I'm a victorious one. More than conquerors. That is the will of God for all of His children, not just pass aloud, not just some believers. He is not 
a respecter of people. He wants to give to every child of God the victory in life. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. How many people work hard and sometimes when you come home, you feel so exhausted. I'm one of them. Many times in the evening after three or four surgery, I'm talking to the patient all day. Oh, I tell you, I feel so tired. And I went home and it's so much burden to try to help people to come out from pain and suffering and from some fatal disease. So it's pretty much hard work. All of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Is this the life of blessing? Life is tough enough. We face all kinds of pressure. We face all kinds of challenges in life. Sometimes I see some patient with bad back problem. And I look at the MRI and it was like sweating because this is a difficult surgery. But then I hook up to God and say, God, I can do all things through you. I can rest in you. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to take your yoke upon me. And I believe that by the grace of God, when I perform the operation, you will be with me and you will guide my hand every single step. So I hook up to Jesus and depend on His grace and His power. And thank God, every time I finish the difficult surgery, I walk out and say, Thank you, Jesus. You guided my hand. You helped me in every single step. Actually, the Holy Spirit told me, even go to right, go to left, do this and do that, every single step. When I face a big problem that I need to resolve, Instead of worrying, instead of being burdened, I just rest in my soul and I just listen to God and say, God, you are the best. You know how to resolve this problem. Give me direction. Tell me what to do. I rest in you. I'm not going to lose sleep. I'm not going to lose my hair. I'm not going to look older because I get worried too much. I will trust you. And every time God would speak to me, tell me exactly what to do, He will guide me what to say, He is with me, I just depend on Him and hook up to Him, and I can rest in my soul. My dear brother and sister, believe me, you're going to look younger if you walk with Jesus. Amen. You're going to look awesome because you don't lose sleep all the time. You will not have a long face and look sad all the time. You can trust in the Lord. You can rest in the Lord. And that's my personal experiences that you can have. You can pull the yoke of Jesus upon you and walk with Him, and you can rest in your soul. You don't need to take any sleeping pill at night because God is with you. He will be with you to the end of the age. How many people promise God that from now on, you're going to depend on God and you're going to hook up to God and ask God to guide you and give you wisdom? How many people say that if I worry from now on, I'm going to repent and ask God for forgiveness right away? You know, worry and anxiety are not of God. You need to repent right away and say, God, I trust you. 
to help me to deal with situation. Amen. If your children have problem, have behavior problem, don't worry, don't get upset, don't yell. Just be calm, be restful, and listen to God, and ask God to give you wisdom and and the anointing to speak to your children. Don't get upset. Amen. Always have intimacy with God. Psalm chapter ninety-one verse six. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is a scripture for every believer. We can expect to live a long, long life. According to the Bible, we can live up to 120 years old. According to the Bible, and not only live long life, but God will give us satisfaction, not long and miserable life. Long and satisfied life, happy, smiling, laughing, enjoying life so much. He wants to give you satisfaction, and when you face problem, he can give you salvation. Salvation doesn't mean only to go to heaven and don't go to hell. Salvation includes everything in life. Saved you from car accident. Saved you from sickness and disease. Saved you from demonic attacks. Saved you from poverty, from depression. Salvation includes everything in life. He said, "I give you salvation. Trust God. Whenever you face situation that you cannot resolve by your own strength, just trust God. God gonna give me a long life. He gonna satisfy me, and He will give me salvation. His salvation, not your own salvation. He gonna take over. You, know, you read the story in the Bible, story about David." Goliath, you read the story of King Jehoshaphat. You read the story of Hezekiah. Look at all the story in the Bible. God came in the right timing to save them, to bless them, to take care of them. Amen? But the key is that you need to have faith and live in the presence of God. In Psalm chapter 118, verse 17, as I say, I'm going to read a lot of scripture to convince you that our good Father in heaven wants his children to live a victorious life. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is a confession. I will not die. I will live. God wants us to live a long life to witness for him, to proclaim the work of God in this lost and dying world. Everyone say, I will not die, but live. And declare the work of the Lord. I pray all the time that our members in this church will be healthy and strong and live a long life. And we can see grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We're all going to live a long, healthy life to bless the kingdom of God together. Amen? Not only that. Not only God give us physical health. God give us rest in our soul. God give us victory in everything we do. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. Not only that, we can have super abundance in our spirit here. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. I learned as I grow spiritually, I learned that The most wonderful things in life is not about having a nice big house. 
It's not about having a nice car. But the most wonderful things is that in my spirit here, I have so much joy, so much faith, so much love, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, and self-control. It's a quality that the world doesn't have. You look in the world today, watch TV program. People are mad. People are confused. People in the world are so confused, full of hatred. They don't love anybody. This is about me and myself. People, lack of self-control. When they get mad, they yell. That's why people shoot each other on the street. Or sometimes people cut in front of you. I remember when I was a young man, I was a new believer. When I was driving the car and somebody cut in front of me, I want to put the finger up. I want to curse them. I want, I actually, many times in my life, when people cut in front of me, I will go out and speed up. I look at their face because I think I'm a third degree taekwondo black belt. And I'm not afraid of you. You know, if you come down, I'm going to kick you. So I speed up and look at them and put finger up and, you know, you know what I mean. And then curse them and cut in front of them to show that I can have victory over you. That's what I did when I was a young boy and was a new believer. But today, I have so much peace, so much love and joy. When people want to cut in front of me, go ahead. Go for it. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. I give you. Okay, go, 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 go. I bless you. I still smile and laugh. I'm happy. I'm happy all the time. No matter what happens, I still smile and laugh and enjoy life. I have so much peace. No matter what happened, I still have peace because I trust God that God is going to take care of me, take care of my problem that I face right now. I have so much love for people. When people need help, I feel the love of God flow into me and say, yeah, okay, I'm going to get out of my way to help you, to bless you. Wow, that is the best life you can live. The life is so full of love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. Better than money, I tell you. And it's so good that you can sleep well every night. Before you go to bed, you just have so much peace and trust God. And you love people. That is the victorious life that God wants us to have. We don't have to worry at all. We don't have to be anxious. We just throw or cast our anxiety and our care upon Him. And trust Him and He will take care. Grow in faith. Goodness, everywhere we go, we just build, bring goodness to that location, to our office, to our company. We are the good children of the good God. Amen? Amen. So I pray that you all will grow up in this area, in yourself. Live a fruitful and victorious life. Yes. Romans chapter 5, verses 20 to 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Everyone say, reign. When we talk about reign, we think about king. The king reign a country or a nation. Do you know that you are a priest? and a king to the Lord in Jesus Christ. The Bible calls us a priest unto God. And the Bible calls us a king in the book of Revelation. What does it mean? 
God tell us that in Jesus Christ, through His righteousness, by His grace, we can reign in this life. I'm not talking about a husband rule over the wife or trying to put the wife down. We are talking about reigning in your territory. You can reign. It means you have authority for your own body, for all your own money, your own household. I have authority to speak blessing to the church members here. I can speak healing to you because I have the authority to reign in my territory. This is my territory. My church, I cannot do that to other members of other church. But I can exercise the authority. When I start to have a cold, I say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here right now. And within 24 hours, it's gone. Amen? Last night, I have to go to emergency room. One of my patients came back. So, after I walk out the emergency room, I began to have knee pain for some reason. I don't know what happened. I was walking in the emergency room, walked back and forth, and suddenly I have knee pain. And when, when I got home, I exercised my authority. Because I reigned in my own life. I say, in the name of Jesus, you have to get out of here. This pain on my knee. Because tomorrow I have to stand for many hours to preach, both morning, evening, afternoon, and evening. I need to have a good knee to stand. Suddenly, the pain disappears. Because I have the authority to reign in my life. Amen? Every morning when I wake up, I speak. In the name of Jesus, sickness cannot touch me. Cannot touch my wife, cannot touch my kids. I command in the name of Jesus, you cannot destroy my life. I have the authority to command. Amen? So you need to see yourself as a king in Christ Jesus. You have been transferred to the heavenly realm already by position and sit at the right hand of Jesus in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. So you are reigning with him in this life by his grace and his righteousness. So exercise your authority every day. Amen? When the devil wants to attack you, get out of here. You cannot be here in my home. Get out of here right now. You are more than a conqueror. You have authority as a believer to command whatever from the devil or from evil spirit or from hell that try to attack you. Okay, you can command and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my life right now. Amen? Everyone say, I have authority. Everyone say, I can reign in this life. You do it by faith. The longer I walk with God, the more I see why the Bible say that faith is more valuable than gold? I see more and more that I need to have faith. And faith is growing. We have a measure of faith. Some of us have very little faith. Some of us have more faith. I share with many people that my faith in the area of deliverance is getting stronger and stronger every year. In the past, when I cast out demons... I would a little bit scared and say, oh, can I do this? But lately I tell you, any form of demon come to me, get out of here right now. And they have to leave. Because my faith has grown so much. We need to grow in our faith all the time. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, You are of God, little children, 
and have overcome them. Them mean the devil, evil spirit, the system of the world, the attack from the enemy. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Yesterday, I taught a group of leadership in Europe through Skype, and one person said that people always look down on me because I'm a woman. I'm, I'm young too. And I told her the secret of how to be a great minister of God. The secret, I told her the secret. The Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But the life I live right now, I live in the faith in Jesus Christ. I told her that all these years, this is how I live. Pastor Lau is dead. I was crucified. But I have the greater one, the greatest one, the almighty God, the God who split the Red Sea, the God who get the water out of the rock, the God who sent manna to feed people, the same God who knocked down Goliath with one stone, the same God who stopped the Son, for moving for Joshua for many hours so that he could win the battle. The same God who met Moses at the mountain. The same God that Paul preached. The same God that raised Jesus from the dead by his spirit. Live on the inside of me. So right now I'm standing up here. I never think that Pastor Lau is preaching. This is not about me at all. It's not me. But... I want Jesus, who lives in me, preach to you. So everywhere I go, I'm thinking, this is not pass aloud. But Jesus, who is in me, greater than the one who is in the world. Amen? How many people believe that Jesus is in you? And he can do great and almighty things. Amen? 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, continue to say in the same book here. For whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. Are you born of God? We can overcome the problems in the world. And this is the victory. Listen carefully. How we overcome the world. That has overcome the world. Our faith. In order to overcome the world, you need to realize that God is living in you. You need to believe that the God in you is so big, so powerful, so great and awesome. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too difficult for God. He lives on the inside of you. And then you exercise your faith that my God is going to do great things today through my hand, through my mouth, through my eyes. That's how you live. Faith in God. How are we going to build faith? That's a good question. How are we going to have faith? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's why we give the MP3 and CD for free of charge in our church. Because we want our member to develop faith. You can pick up the CD, listen in your car. You can get the MP3, listen while you are eating at the lunch break. You feed yourself with the anointed teaching that will build your faith. You keep listening, listening to build faith. The second way to build faith is to hang out or to fellowship with people of faith. You remember when the people who came out from the city or these very broken people hang out with 
King David for a while. King David was a giant killer. He's a man of faith. Just one stone, boom, the giant knocked down because he said, "My God, gonna knock you down. You come with sword and spear, but I come in the name of the Lord." Boom, done because of his faith. If you hang those people who hang out with King David for a few months, all of them became a giant killer, according to the Bible. So you need to hang out with people of faith because there is impartation. Number three, how you build faith? You build faith by being filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, because it's not your own faith; it's the faith of God. And who gives you the faith of God? The Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, your faith will rise up, and you can overcome the world. If you want to have victory in life, you need to have more faith. Listen to the good teaching. Associate with people of faith. And also be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will read through Scripture, and I will show you a video testimony of how God can give people victorious life. First Timothy chapter six verse twelve: Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Everyone say, fight. The good fight of faith. Everyone, put your hand up. Fight! Don't punch the people in front of you. Fight! The good fight of faith. Don't do this to your wife. Okay, you are not fighting with your wife. You punch the devil. You punch the problem in life. You need to fight with the good fight of faith, and you're going to see miracles happen. You're going to see the spiritual breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough. And the Father's blessing. Fight the good fight of faith. Second Timothy chapter four verses seven to eight. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Wow, Apostle Paul, faith, faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only. But also to all who have loved his appearing, wow! Paul say, "I fight the good fight of faith all of my life, and I finish the course." You can see from the scripture here that one of the way I'm going to continue next Sunday, how to live a victorious life. Now we convinced that we need to live a victorious, fruitful, prosperous life in spirit, in soul, in emotion, in our mind, in our material, physical body, everything victorious. But how are we going to reach that? The first thing we learn today: we need to have faith. We need to develop faith in our heart, and faith is in here. The faith is of the heart, not of the mind. And after you have faith, you confess with your mouth, because the way to reign is to speak. When the king want to have a house built, he have faith that his employee or people who work for him going to do for him. And then what he say? Come here, employee. Build the house for me. He need to speak it up. That's why the Bible say the good confession. You need to speak the word of faith out of your mouth. Faith in the heart. You build faith by listening to the sermon. You build faith by being touched by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. You build faith by hanging out with all the good people of faith, spiritual parents of faith, the parents in this room. Build your faith for your children. Amen. 
And then after that, you confess with your mouth what you want to see in life according to the promise of God. I have two testimony from California. I went to the camp and record video to show you victorious life for these people. Let's start from the first video, and we're going to listen about 10 minutes each and watch the video together. Thank you, Jesus. We call him Alex. Um. Uh, well, uh, hello. My name is Alejandro Nunez. I'm 36 years old. I, I became Christian. Actually, I, I reconciled with God about six years ago. Uh, before I know God, I just know by mind, but I don't know in my heart what the meaning of being a Christian. Um, anyways, so my life testimony is is strong, I believe, because I was I was living in the darkness for, for many years of my life. You know, even doing things that I don't supposed to be doing, but I did it anyways. You know, I I was deep in drug addiction and alcohol and cigarettes. You know, woman and all kinds of things. I lie, I cheat. You know, I steal. For the same reason, uh, I. I was being put in jail three or four times. Uh, I had a DUI. I have a warrant for my arrest for uh, possessions of weapons. Um, I was. Uh, I have a deportation order to leave the country, and immigration put a GPS on my ankle to tracked me where I was because they were ready to get me out of this country. My my world was dark and the truth is like I don't really deserve to be here today. I don't deserve it at all because the life that God gave to me in the past I I destroyed it. So that was what happened and I lost everything that I have. I lost my house, my family. Everybody closed the doors on me. I have nothing left. I sleep on the streets. I became homeless for a while. And uh, at that time I, I was desperate looking for, for an answer because I know that if there was one person that can help me, it was God. Because no one else can. By the eyes of the world, like I, I have been punished already. There is no way out. So, I was desperate for help. I was desperate for the truth and, and the way. So I went to, I came to San Diego and uh, support of my wife. That she was there since the very beginning. One time in, in San Diego, when I was living in San Diego, I I met a John Persert and a John Blau, which uh, now they are my pastors. They lead me to to accept Christ. By the way, when I was looking for the truth, a lot of people came to me 
with different religions, different um, churches. I don't want to say names, but you know, Mormon, Catholics, and all kinds of associations came to me. But they still didn't feel my heart right to go to any of them. I was still looking for the truth. So after uh, Pastor Preser and, and Pastor Pla, they, they lead me to accept Christ. I I went to the first revival service when I met uh, Pastor Verón La Haprasen and Pastor Dad. I went to the first revival service in San Diego and I didn't know exactly what I was going through, but I was I knew that I was looking for the, the, the true God. I read the scripture where he says by the mouth of Jesus Christ, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and nobody goes to the Father if it's not through me. So at that day, when I, when I read that scripture, I said, God, you need to show me the way, because I don't know, and I cannot do anything on my own. I, I need you. So Pastor, Pastor Lau, he laid hand on me on that revival service, and I didn't know much, but I remember that. That day I got laid, he laid hand on me twice. <laughs> I get the first time and then I go help to people and then I go back again because I needed more. I need, I need more of the presence of the Lord. So I didn't know, but by the fire of God, he started cleaning me. All my addictions, little by little, they were all gone. They all disappeared by the grace of God. And then... Uh, I think one or two years later, even though that I had a DUI in my past, I went to the DMV and, and I applied for my driver's license and they swiped my social security and they couldn't find a record of my DUI. So they gave me a, a driver's license. And I was amazed. I was like, God, how can this be? How, can, how is this possible? But he gave me a license. Mm. And after that, like I said before, I have a deportation order. After that, immigration services, they remove mm. the GPAs from my ankle. <laughs> In November of 2014, I have the last court hearing about my deportation case where they said, Mr. Alejandro Nunez, you are being set free. Mm. We don't have any more persecution against you. You are free to stay in the United States of America for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I, I don't know why God chose me to, to serve Him. I don't know. Because I, I am a sinful person. And I still remember the one day that we had a Bible study in one of our sister's house in in San Diego. I remember the pastor that she always goes to Pastor Lau to everywhere he goes, but I remember that that day she goes by herself to San Diego. And she was praying for everyone in that room. I don't have any more addictions, but I still drink a little bit at the time. And I ask God to help me with that one. So Pastor Dad, full of the Spirit of God, she laid hand on me. 
And that day, that's the first time I, I speak in Tom. And since that day, I do not drink alcohol anymore whatsoever. Uh, I got safe. I have been set free since then. My kids are with me. And every time I come to revival, every time we go to Seattle, Washington to revival, my kids come with me. My sister, my sister accept Christ and she became Christian about a few years ago. She gave her life to Christ. And now my mother, she also accepts Christ <laughs> and she's getting baptized today. There is many things that I can, that I have to thank God for. There is no other association in this world, anything that, you know, like, when you have lost everything. Everything and everybody point a finger on you. And you have nowhere to go, but God is still there for you. God still say, like, I love you. And I can restore you. Just believe in me. I give my life to Christ because I didn't know what to do with it anymore. And it's by His grace that I can stay here today. You know, right now, I have a good work, I have a good job. I am one of the elders of my local church, the Rivers of Blessing Church. I am part of the worship team to serve my Lord, my King. I am His servant. In my job, I am the only Mexican that works in a Thai restaurant. And I am the manager of that place. One of the scriptures says, I will make you the head and not the tail. And I still cannot believe that. Why me? Why? I didn't deserve it. But he's, it's all about God. So now I am free from addictions. I don't have any addictions at all. And I'm free to serve my King, my Lord in the United States. I don't have persecution whatsoever. And I owe it to my King. Mm. God is good. So I want to encourage every one of you, whoever listens to this day, whoever listens to this testimony, You can probably feel that you lose a little thing, or you can probably feel that you lose everything. And you have no way out, you have no exit out, you have nowhere to go. But if you come to Christ, if you surrender to Him, He will purify you and make you bright as gold. He showed me the way. And today, in this camp, I'm happy to present my wife, my sister, my nephews, my kids, my mother. <laughs> Worship God <laughs> under the same roof. With all their heart, they came to see Christ 
And now Christ is in our life. Life is good. There is one song that says, I was dead in the grave. And he rolled the stone away. And I am alive because he lives. And I am a living testimony of the grace of Christ. And I will serve my King, my Lord, for the rest of my life. Mm. I am a committed Christian and I'm not afraid to say it. And I thank Pastor Lau and Pastor Dad for the good teaching, for the truth of the Bible, for the teaching of the real gospel of Christ. Thank you. God bless you. Why don't we listen to another one next week because of the time. Another one is good too, very good. In conclusion... This man was broken. He was in drugs, in alcohol, in jails, and he got a DUI. He could not keep the license. Because of his behavior, the American government wants to kick him out of the country, even though he has a social security and can be legal here. But he came to know Jesus in San Diego, gave his life to God, went to church, got touched by the file of God. He is free from all the addiction. Now he's a manager of a Thai restaurant in San Diego, and I heard that that restaurant is doing well. Now he served God in the worship team playing drum, and uh, his wife served God as well. God changed his life from a victim to be a victor. Within a few years, God changed his life 180 degrees. And I believe this kind of testimony is all over the world. We have three of them this is in English, I produce in Thai, and I produce in also Latino. So we're going to put this in the YouTube for everyone to hear from our church, the testimony. I would like to ask you, if you don't know Jesus, give your life to God. Give your life to God because not only that you will have eternal life in heaven, but you also will have victory on this earth. Eternal life starts on this earth. In fact, talk about Next life, we just lost one of our members. His name is Earl. He's one of my patients as well. Both husband and wife were my patients. He has renal problem, has to do hemodialysis for many years. And a few weeks ago, God spoke to him. Now is the time you have to come home. We're all going to die one day, is all right? Die soon or die later, but we're all going to die one day. And he witnessed to all the nurses in the ICU, even though he was very sick. When I heard that he was very sick in the ICU, suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Let him go. He's going to have a new body. He will be in a new place, better place, his own home that will never fade away. He is secured to be with Jesus forever in heaven. He and I, we look at each other's eyes in the hospital and we smile. We know his time came to be with the Lord. We can smile. We don't have to be fearful of death. Because as believers, we know that death is just a transition to be out of this world, to be in the better place. New body that will never get old. Our own home. To be in the presence of the Almighty forever and ever and ever. Therefore, as believers, we are not afraid of death at all. We're going to be in a better place. I want to encourage you. 
To come to know Christ is only a gain. You gain victorious life on earth, and you gain eternal life after you leave this world. Do it. Invite Jesus into your heart, into your life. If you want to do that, I will lead you to prayer. How many people want to be a child of God? How many people say, "I want Jesus in my life"? Raise your hand up and say, "Jesus, come into my life. Pray with me right now, Father in heaven." Speak out loud to Him, Father in heaven. I come back home. You created me. You love me so much that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. To suffer many things for me. Thank you, Lord, that when Jesus was on the cross, He said, "It is finished." Lord, thank you so much for forgiving me, for loving me, giving me the super abundant life. Healing me. Thank you, Lord, for the eternal life, the next life to come in paradise. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are my God and my Savior. Lord Jesus, come in and sit on the throne. Of my life, from today on, you are my God. I will follow you, and I believe I shall live a victorious life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's listen to the next session about victorious life next Sunday, and I will show you another clip from California. That one is very good too, about a brand new believer, six months old believer, who have experience of victory life in her real life. I mean, everything turn around 180 degree in six months. It's so wonderful. Amen. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for blessing your people. I declare and proclaim that your people will have a breakthrough in their life. Lord, they will have a good break. They shall have victory. Those who are sick shall be healed. Those who are broken shall be restored. Lord, they will come out from debt. They will have super abundance in spiritual strength, mental strength, physical strength, financial strength. You shall bless the work of their hand. There shall be the head, not the tail. And Father, I believe and pray, Lord, that if there are parents, the children will do well. The children will love God, encounter God, and know God personally. It will be just the faith of the parents, but their children will have personal faith in you, Father. And I believe that the blessing of Abraham will flow into their life more and more and more, and the blessing shall go to the. Thousand generations, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh,